week? Girl, we're getting a week off. I honestly don't remember the last time we took a week off. I really, really don't. Yeah, I don't even fully believe you that it's happening, but I guess <laughs> I'll see what happens. Girl, are you ready to re-record this episode right now from scratch? You know, look, Steve's a taskmaster. If it's on the calendar, I'm doing it. I'm showing up. Let's go. You guys, it's Thanksgiving week. I just want you to know, wherever you are, I am so thankful for your ears. Thank you for letting this be our job. I love you. I know it's a really weird time, but, you know, we have each other, girl. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you took it all. You said all the things I was going to say. Yeah. I'm grateful, too, you know. know. No matter who you are, no matter who you're with, we are with you always. Is that yeah. too sappy? Can I just no, say I that? No, I love it, girl. Because that's I, how I, I feel, so I'm saying it. I talk about my feelings on this podcast, all right? And my feelings are, if you're listening, I love you. I hope you're having the best Zoom with your mom or uh-huh. whichever loved one you're Zooming with right now. I hope it's awesome. Yeah, or your pets. Or how about this? If you're thrilled to not have to talk to anybody, (laughs) raising a glass to you, sweetheart. Cheers. Enjoy it. Enjoy every second of it. It's quiet. Do you hear that quiet? No kids screaming? I hate it so much. I just hate it. it. You guys, I want you to enjoy the Natalie Wood episode. Remember when I did not know who she was? And my mom and I are still not thrilled at you for it. (laughs) But we are grateful that now you know. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do because it's a holiday. I'm not going to bother the people with the Patreon. We're just going to, we're going to skip it this week. What do you think, girl? Ladies, we did it. We made it. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All right. We love you. Enjoy your turkey on Thursday. And uh, we'll be back at the end of this app to say goodbye again. Yeah. Also, tofurkey is really good. I'm here to tell you. It's really, really good. Try it. Travel down the road and back again. Girl, Ember Wave is back. I just screamed when I saw they were sponsored this week. I love Ember Wave. I use it every day. Ember Wave is that bracelet that helps you feel colder or warmer. Here's the thing. During the summer, I was using it to keep cool. Uh-huh. Now, at night, before I go to bed, I get really cold. It's winter. I love it. But I get, like, freezing. And Ember Wave is also now it's doing the opposite. I don't even need the warm setting at all. Give me the double cold setting. I am hot all the time. I've been saying it saves my marriage because I don't have to blast the air conditioner at night in the middle of the winter. I just put on my Ember Wave, you guys. You get this cool little sensation on your wrist and it cools down or heats up if you're a monster. Your whole body. Another reason it saves your marriage, you don't have to complain. You just press the button on your wrist and it's at like this cool pressure point. It's not just on your wrist. You just feel it throughout your entire body. You guys think about this. Think about an airplane. Think about a movie theater. You're not in charge of the temperature and you walk in and you automatically know you're going to be uncomfortable for the amount of time you're going to be there. Ember Wave is changing lives. You have the Ember Wave and you are in control of your temperature all the time. I cannot imagine anything more magical. Yeah, so you don't have to talk about it, but you can. You can brag about how perfect your temperature is. And you guys, the thing I always say, it feels like magic, but it was actually developed by three MIT scientists, so you know it is legit. And it's not just us. It's also been reviewed by a number of leading publications like Wired, Fast Company, Vogue, Men's Health, and CNBC. And you guys, right now, Ember Wave is offering our listeners 50 bucks off when you go to emberwave.com slash TCO. That's E-M-B-R wave.com slash TCO. Stop taping popsicles to your wrist and just get ever wave. Get your head out of the freezer and just wear your ever wave. Girl, what what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about someone you have never heard of named <laughs> Natalie Goddamn Wood. Here's the thing. I feel like such a 
bad gay. You are a bad gay. I'm saying I nev- never once I said that to you. I, I am shocked that both you and Steve were like, Natalie who? I knew who Natalie Wood was, but if you were to have asked me, I could have told you one movie she was in. I could have told you that she was in West Side Story. Okay. And she didn't even do the singing. No, she did not. Like, yeah. Famously did not. But uh, look, I learned a lot. I have at one point in my notes, this was a real education for me. She was in Gypsy. I'm pretty mama. I'm a pretty I- girl in that fantastic <laughs> blue dress that I dreamed about. I know. Did you know who Robert Wagner was? No, I still don't know who he is. You know who Christopher Walken is? Yes. Okay. And I got some questions for her. <laughs> Look, mainly, what the hell happened on the boat? Because I know you know, bitch. I know you know what happened on the boat. She was a once-in-a-generation talent. Natalie really had a fairy tale life. She was absolutely irresistible. But at age 43, Hollywood icon Natalie Wood mysteriously drowned. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of talk, that there was foul play involved. In this one-hour special report, we'll take you deep inside the investigation. They heard a woman screaming, help me, I'm drowning, for 20 freaking minutes. Hear the confession that rips the case apart. He sounded tormented, extremely upset, extremely emotional. He said that jealousy over several drinks started turning into rage. And reveal a bombshell 30 years in the making. The person who has the most to lose in this whole scenario would be Robert Wagner. Was this a homicide? Was this an accident? What happened? Was it a homicide? Was it an accident? What happened? And I said, girl, what happened? Girl, t- tell me everything. I don't know. <laughs> you know who does know? Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken. <laughs> they know what happened, and it's not their story. Do you ha- do you do a Walken impression? It's He's a little Travolta, isn't he? He's like, oh, hey. It's like Natalie Wood. Is that it? <laughs> yes! Is that it? He does a lot, so of, a lot of hand motions I, I'm today. obsessed. Natalie Wood. I was on the <laughs> boat. <laughs> what? That's terrible. <laughs> there you go. That's all you get. Look, further to how this was an education for me, uh-huh. I thought Natalie Natalie Wood died when she was like 18. Okay. I had no idea she was a full grown adult. Uh-huh. I also I'm you guys, horrified by this. I, know. I wish they could see my face. I never <laughs> ever want the listeners to see my face, but I want them to know how truly like confused and horrified I am by I this. know. All right, should we get started? Yeah. Okay, you guys, this is American Murder Mystery. It's ID. I'm obsessed with ID. Yeah, yeah. So this all happened over Thanksgiving weekend, 1981. It's Catalina Island. Also, 1981. I thought this was like in the 50s. I know. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. I can't believe this. So it all happens on Catalina Island. 22 miles off of the coast of Los Angeles. It's a beautiful, touristy area in the summer. But in the winter, it's really mainly just the locals who live there. So we meet Don Whiting, and Don is the manager of Doug's Harbor Reef. You guys, that was really confusing for me. Which is a seafood restaurant. Yes. (laughs) So apparently he has, like, ship-to-shore radio on while he's sleeping. That sounds nautical to me. It is. Ship-to-shore is basically like, I'm on this boat. (laughs) Cool, I'm on this boat. (laughs) Like, it's just boats communicating to the shore. 1.30 a.m. Sunday morning, he hears this voice on the ship-to-shore radio which he immediately recognizes. The voice belongs to a local yacht owner, television star Robert Wagner. Wagner says, this is splendor. We need help. Someone is missing from the boat. And this guy, Doug, the manager of Don's or vice versa? Don, the manager of Don's. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be real fun. As someone who, who keeps track of the names, it's going to be a real fun one for me. 
He's saying that like he instantly recognized the voice. The thing about boats, especially with these like rich people boats, is that like we we have to hear the word salon over and over again. And like this main stateroom. Like yeah. how big is this goddamn boat? I know. There's another word we're gonna get to. I don't know if you know what it is, but there's a word that is said. In oh, this- the, uh, five zillion times. <laughs> Everyone drink when you say it. You'll know when you hear it. The word is dingy. Ding, ding, dingy. Where is it? There it is. Dingy. They also say it was TV's Robert Wagner, and I wanted like a da 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 da. Yeah. No, don't you do that. He doesn't deserve it. You're right. He's a monster. You're right. You're right. So we learn, look, hours earlier, Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood, and Christopher Walken were all out for dinner and drinks at Doug's Harbor Reef, the seafood restaurant. They had been drinking and laughing and talking about film and... By the time they finished dinner, they were so drunk that Don had called the man on the dock to make sure that they safely got back into the dinghy and then that the dinghy got safely back to the Splendor. Can you imagine being the waiter on Catalina Island? You get a new table and you're like, oh, I thought it was done for the night. And you turn and you're like, oh, shit. shit. It's like Natalie Wood and those two hacks. Right. <laughs> it's like gorgeous, perfect Natalie Wood and those two idiots. <laughs> And the thing is, we find out they're kind of our people because they're just getting hammered. Right. So by the time they finished dinner, they were so hammered, like so hammered, (laughs) that Don had to make sure they got onto the dinghy and then made it safely back to the bigger boat, the Splendor. Now, let me tell you something that I knew. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is it 0.2 seconds into this and we haven't heard about Natalie Wood's fear of water? Notorious fear of water. Yes. Like fear of specifically dark water. Yes. My mom is like, she never would have been on that boat. She never would have been willing. On that boat, please don't get my mom. Oh. Sorry about Natalie Wood. I love that this is the tradition handed down in the Pensavali family. Oh, just outrage about like beautiful Hollywood starlets. Look, came to the right place. So this comes up a lot, and I was like screaming at my TV, like, why are we not talking about her fear of water? Here's the other thing that I don't know why we're not talking about yet. The actors who were hired to play Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken, and Natalie Wood in the reenactments. Yeah, can you imagine winning the role of Christopher? Like, how many people did they see for the role of Christopher Walken in the reenactment? And of course, the guy has like the best impression. But like, there's no audio. Damn it. You guys, I booked walk-in. Oh, fuck. You know, I gotta say, I feel like Christopher Walken kind of gets a bum rap in this. What? (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. So, wow. Wow. I surprised myself with that reaction. Okay, so Don, the manager of Doug's, why? I know. So Don, the manager of Doug's, runs over to Doug's house. I know, Doug the the seafarer, (laughs) the harbor master. It's not a good thing to do to a podcaster, you guys. No. So he tells Doug that Natalie Wood is missing. That's got to be a sobering knock on the door at 2 o'clock in the morning. No, totally. Girl, Natalie Wood is missing. I just saw her hammered get into a small (laughs) boat. I wonder what could have happened. These, these men are like unbelievable, these men. God. Yeah, I just let her go off into the night with creepy Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner. She's terrified of the water. She's hammered. She can't even walk straight. But yeah, I just like sent her into the night. Great job. The missing woman is a Hollywood icon whose story begins in 1938. So now we get Natalie Wood backstory. So we're back to 1938. Natalie Wood was born as Natalia, I believe. Is yeah, that true? Natalia Zakarenko. Yeah, she was born to Russian immigrants in San Francisco. She had two sisters. Her dad was a carpenter and her mom went to a fortune teller. Before Natalie was born, her mother Maria had visited a fortune teller who told her that her second born was destined to be a star. So Maria did everything she could to make that prophecy come true. 
This mom, she really got that shit done. Right. The mom is like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to like where they make the movies and just parade my cute daughter around town. You guys, it fucking works. Yeah, she's like, maybe she'll be discovered by like, I don't know, a director and put her in a movie. Guess what? That's exactly what happened. Who's the fortune teller now? <laughs> in June of 1944, the entire family relocates to Los Angeles. They got a call. Would she come? and do a screen test for a film called Tomorrow is Forever with Orson Welles. And Natalie got the role and they dyed her hair blonde and she learned German and that was it. She never stopped working. So she gets a contract with a company called International Pictures. That was 1945. By 1947, she's in Miracle on 34th Street. How did I not know that that was her? I don't know. Excellent question. <laughs> Give me your gay card. Give I know. Me. I'm know. taking all the sequins off it. All the glitter. <laughs> no! You can get it back after you watch Gypsy, a <laughs> side story, and Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, my God. Over the next eight years, Natalie goes on to star in 20 films. Natalie would be doing two films at once. So she worked very steadily and continued on through her teens. The biggest break for her to transition into adulthood was Rebel Without a Cause. Apparently, this Rebel Without a Cause thing was a really big deal for her because right. it was where she made the transition from child star to, like, ingenue. Yeah, to, like, a real grown-up. And they describe her as, like, holding her own with James Dean. She was nominated for an Oscar. Soon, Natalie leaves International and signs a lucrative contract with Warner Brothers. And in 1956, the studio introduces her to the man that will change her life forever. Natalie Wood was 18 years old, and Robert Wagner was 26 years old. They got together on a studio-arranged date. She meets Robert Wagner. She's 18. He's 26. And she was, like, smitten with this guy. And they clicked, you know? Yeah. And, like, they're saying that while it was, like, great for both of their careers, it was really helping his career that yep. he was with Natalie Wood. Right, because they, they described Natalie Wood as being, like, the hottest actor in Hollywood. At 18. And he was doing okay, but, like, she was really the one in the limelight, and he gets to, like, share in the limelight. Yeah, she's, like, on this upward trajectory, and right. he's kind of, like, coasting. Exactly. And uh, they get married, though, December 28th, 1957. And she seems really happy. So all of a sudden, we're now it's 24 years later, and we're back to the night that Natalie Wood goes missing. And, you know, she's missing off the coast of Catalina Island. And Doug, the harbor master, says something that made me go, Arr! I know. <laughs> it's not uncommon to get radio calls saying that somebody is missing or somebody hasn't come back to the boat on time. It happens regularly. What? I get calls about missing people. It's like 15 times a day. Bring, bring. The ship to shore is ringing <laughs> off the hook. So Don, the restaurant guy, the guy who like been the manager, he gets on a boat and goes out to the Splendor. Which With is Doug, like, right. the harbor guy. The harbor guy. On board the boat was Robert Wagner, Dennis Davin, the boat captain, and Christopher Walken, the actor. Aboard the yacht, Odin realizes a key watercraft has also disappeared. The dinghy was not there. It was a good, safe boat, and if somebody's in it, they're generally not going to be a problem because dinghies are seaworthy and they're safe. Remember the dinghies, that little boat? Yeah, that, like, got them from the restaurant to the big boat, the Splendor. <laughs> right. So, Can you imagine the singing that was happening with these three no. drunk idiots on the way back and to their And it travels boat? over the water. You know, I would have been like... <laughs> 99 bottles of beer on the wall. And then I'd be like, everyone let Natalie sing. Oh. <laughs> So Doug is like, well, maybe did Natalie take the dinghy and like go visit friends or something? Because the dinghy's not here and neither is she. So maybe it's connected. Yeah. And Robert Wagner's like, no, she, no, mm -mm, <laughs> hammered. And he's like, no, she never would have gotten in that boat because she's scared of the water. And I'm like, someone's been listening to my mother. 
she never would have been in that boat because she's scared of the water. Travel down the road back again. Girl, Warby Parker is back. Still my favorite pair of glasses. You guys, Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. They offer eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. I've gotten the eye exam and the eyeglasses from them, girl. That's amazing. And glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. So they have sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. I don't know anything about glasses, except that I know that Warby Parker is the only place you should buy your glasses. They have this whole at-home try-on situation where you go to the website, you can select up to five pairs of glasses. They send them to you with a box to return them. You try them on in the safety and comfort of your own home and you pick your glasses. I've never heard of anything like this, girl. And the thing is, that's important because it really is, I always say this, it's like picking a new face. Yeah. You can't just like, oh, I think those will work with my face. You can actually know for sure. It's amazing. My eyes are really bad and my Warby Parkers are the most stylish and the least expensive I've ever gotten, including my prescription lenses. With the transition, you know, which magically makes them sunglasses mm-hmm. and the glare reduction, like Warby Parker is really where it's at. They have everything. And you don't have to leave your house with that home try-on kit. I mean, come on. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on. Order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free, and it includes a prepaid return shipping label, which, girl, you know I need. You cannot mess this up, and you walk away with great-looking glasses. Come on now. So try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash obsessed. That's warbyparker.com slash obsessed, you guys. Get your glasses on. Like, get them on, you guys. And take them off if you have to. You don't sleep with them, right? I don't know anything about glasses. Okay, great. So at 3.30 a.m., they call the Coast Guard, but they're like, the Coast Guard, the nearest station is like hours away. So Don, the guy who manages Doug's, uh-huh. is like, I'm going to start my own search party, you guys. It's terrible weather. There are no stars. It was pitch black out there. They can't see anything. At about 5.15 in the morning, Whiting says he came across the dinghy. Prince Valiant that belonged to the Splendor. Wait, the dinghy has a name? Thank you. I literally have right here, you guys have to stop saying that word. Prince Valiant. I'm not calling it that. Which again, just makes me think of Beetlejuice. She's sleeping with Prince Valiant tonight. A joke I got much later on in a later viewing. Didn't get that when I was a kid. Didn't get a lot about Beetlejuice when I was a kid. That's true. Beetlejuice is for grown-ups. Right. Uh, so they find the boat, but not Natalie Wood. Which is very bad news. Right. And so then it's like cuts immediately to footage of Natalie Wood in an interview saying how scared she is of water. I've always been terrified, still am, of uh, of, of water, dark water, seawater, or, you know, river water. So you guys, there's a new Doug. There's a new Doug in town. We've now got two Dougs, a Don and a Dwayne's coming up in a little bit. Great. So this new Doug, his name is Doug Bombard. And he's been tasked with trying to find her. He apparently, he's like a local. He knows the area very well. And he's like, goes into a cove and he sees a thing floating in the water. Trepidatiously, he approached it and it was what he feared. Natalie Wood was face down in the water wearing the same down jacket that she had worn on shore Saturday. And this guy, Doug Bombard, has to go and break the news to Robert Wagner, and he's devastated. Right. So Wagner, the husband, is asked to go identify her body, and he demures. He sends the boat captain, Dennis Davrin, and one of the journalists says to us, like, that's really weird, like, red flag number one, and I was like, that's not that weird to me. No, I'm not going to judge someone in that situation. I I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't know. I think it's a shitty thing to put on somebody else. It's a big ask. Like, Robert. (laughs) 
So there's speculation immediately. Homicide, yeah. accident, foul play. We don't know. We don't know. But guess who's here to help us figure it out? Detective Dwayne Rasher's here to help us yeah. figure it out, you guys. So now we've got two dogs, a Donna Dwayne and a Dennis. Stay with me, everybody. So this guy, Detective Dwayne Rasher, he goes to interview Robert Wagner. Here is Robert Wagner's story. His first story. He says the word salon. It makes me crazy. I know. I'm going to have to say it now. <laughs> they were all in the salon drinking. Yeah. Isn't a boat just one big room? <laughs> Kind of like the salon, like if it's not like an actual yacht or like a cruise boat, can you really differentiate the rooms? Because they start in the salon, sorry. <laughs> then Natalie gets up and goes to the main state room. How big is this boat? I know. It's the fucking Titanic. Like what? I know, I know. And so then he goes to check on her after she's in the main state room. We don't know after how long, but she's not there. She's just gone. Then he notices that the, I'm sorry, the dinghy was gone. <laughs> And he assumes she just took herself to shore, even though he just said to Doug five seconds ago, there's no way in hell she get in that small boat. She's too afraid of water. And take herself to shore without being like, honey, I'm going to shore. I'll see you in a few. Robert? Can you imagine? You're a bad actor. Right, totally. <laughs> but this cop is kind of like, wait, Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken <laughs> and Natalie Woods here? He's like I charmed know. by this. This story's bullshit. It's true. Rachel then spoke with Christopher Walken, who basically supported what Wagner had to say that it was a pleasant weekend nothing in what robert wagner and christopher walken told Dwayne razor really made him think that there was foul play here walken is like supporting everything that wagner He's said like, what, what that guy said yeah totally didn't even tell a story he's like uh that thing that, that guy one. randall wegman whatever he said yeah, yeah. that's what i think happened him. and <laughs> the detective's like i'm so sorry to bother you may i get an autograph i, I was thinking it. that same thought though totally 100 percent. well but then then rasher the detective goes out to interview dennis davern the the captain, captain that dennis what's his name made go like id the body yeah and dennis he's kind of cagey Deverne gave Detective Brazier sort of broad strokes of that Saturday night. It became abundantly clear to Rasher Deverne really wanted no part in this conversation. And he basically said, listen, I got to get a lawyer present if I'm going to talk to you any further. This is the only guy who has no celebrity. He's not rich. He's not famous. He has no recourse. So my thinking right here is he knows exactly what happened. And very smartly asked for a lawyer. Yeah, because he's like, look, if Walken and Wagner are telling this story and I try to contradict it. They're going to throw me right off this boat. Or they're going to throw me under the bus. They're going to say I did it. Like, can you imagine being yeah. the only one of the three that's not famous and now you're being asked questions by the cops? And Captain Dennis is an employee. Yes. There's a power dynamic here. One celebrity or not. Yeah. There's a power dynamic. Yeah. So of all of the charming of this guy Rasher that's happening from these celebrities, he does realize one thing. He realizes that there's something wrong with the timeline. Because she's missing definitely by midnight. And the first help is called at 1.30. That did not sound right to him. When Wagner is questioned about this, he's like, yeah, we're all famous, girl. Like, if my drunk wife got on the dinghy and went to shore and I didn't know where she was, I didn't want this to be, like, an international incident. Right, but that just means you wasted a whole lot of time. Exactly. Don't you still just want to find her? I mean, the one thing you know about your wife is that she's got a fear of water. She probably, you said yourself, she would never have done that. Right. So what you definitely knew at midnight when she was gone was that she was fucking missing. And, you know what? Fucking terrified. Yes. yes. Like, that's the thing, oh, too. Oh, my God. She must have been so scared. Oh, my and God. And you knew that about her you piece of shit Robert Wagner I'm coming for you <laughs> girl so Rasher decides look I want to go see the crime scene so he okay, gets I on I want to go like touch all the things the famous people touched <laughs> he's gonna call it investigating but 
So he gets on a dinghy and he goes out to the Splendor and the first thing he finds is a broken wine bottle in the salon. I was going to say, where? <laughs> say with me. And the main stateroom. I know. Um, <laughs> Had clothes all over. It was kind of in disarray. And at first, I'm like, maybe these are just rich, drunk people. Uh-huh. You know, like, sometimes hotel rooms I look was just gonna say, clothes if, all over yep, in disarray. Yep. I would clean up a broken bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the woman was missing. So Robert <laughs> Wagner didn't know what the fuck to do. Well, so Rasher's like, huh, no answers here. I guess we'll just wait for, like, the conclusions of the medical examiner. So we meet this guy, Dr. Thomas Noguchi. Dr. Thomas Noguchi was known as the coroner to the stars. One of his very first big cases was Marilyn Monroe. So here's what we find out from this guy, Dr. Noguchi. We find out that Natalie, at the time of her death, was wearing a plaid flannel nightgown, no underclothing, wool knee socks, and a red down jacket. This does not sound like a lady who was getting in a dinghy to go to shore to, like, go have another drink with her friends. Absolutely fucking not. Dr. Noguchi also said that Natalie had a lot of bruises on her body including on her face. She also had a blood alcohol content of 0.14, which is over the legal limit for driving at that time. So she definitely was legally drunk. Everyone admits they were hammered. Of Everybody course. knows they were hammered. They weren't driving. They and were like in the dinghy going back to the yacht. Which, I'm sorry, is still dangerous. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles. Like, that's what I imagine. Walking. Imagine hearing that in the fucking walk-in voice. No. No. I, I hate that song. So, literally, within 24 hours after Natalie was found, Dr. Noguchi holds a press conference to, like, give the world the findings of his autopsy. Which, I know she's a celebrity. I know everyone cares about her and wants to know. I just find this incredibly irresponsible. Yeah. First of all, like, take your time. And like, why don't you give the cops this information and not the world? Uh Uh-huh. So here's what he says happened. He says she tried to get into the, I'm sorry, dinghy, (laughs) slipped and fell into the water. Noguchi opined that after she slipped into the water, she couldn't hoist herself up into the dinghy because of the extra weight from the down jacket, which was soaked with water. She just didn't have the strength and she was intoxicated. And the water is cold. Hypothermia is an issue. My question is like, she's drunk. She's trying to get back in the dinghy, according to the story. Yeah. Wouldn't someone hear her splashing? Uh Uh-huh. Or screaming? Uh Uh-huh. You know, sound travels over water. Totally. People will hear her, put a pin in that, we'll get back to it. Yeah, exactly. The conclusion that Dr. Noguchi reached, which is what everyone was waiting for, was that Natalie Wood died from an accidental drowning. And there was no indication of foul play. He thought those bruises occurred when she fell in the water. But my thing is, like, I really don't understand how he can decide the cause of death. I agree. Like, you can say from evidence that, like, blunt force trauma or whatever. Right. How can you say she slipped and fell? Like, there's a story here. Like, right. this, is, this is, like, the findings of a of an investigation if it was done right, and it's just not the case. Like, yeah. Like, it's very irresponsible. And also, like, let's remember, he also found that there was, like, bruising all fucking over her. Right. She then- fell one foot into the water, and they're going to tell us that that's how she got the bruises. All over her body and face. Right. You guys, there's a broken wine bottle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Reporters were asking by the end of the press conference, why do you think Natalie would be leaving at that hour? In her nightgown and knee socks. She's not wearing any shoes. She's not wearing any underwear. Where's she going? Yeah. The reporters are clamoring like they were in the golden age of Hollywood. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> And in response to that, because he doesn't have an answer, right. he ends up slipping and he says, Noguchi also said that a heated argument had ensued between Wood's husband, Robert Wagner, and actor Christopher Walken, a guest on the yacht. Noguchi 
builds that up into an alcohol-fueled frenzy. And Natalie was so upset by this argument, she was trying to get away. And as she was trying to get away from, quote, all the men on the ship, she slipped and fell and, like, then couldn't get back on the boat. That is fucking nonsense. That's insane. That's not what happened. It's like, maybe we won't ever know officially what happened, but I know it's not that. (laughs) I promise you it's not that. Travel down the road and back again. Girl, Rothy's is back. You know how much I love the Rothy's. You guys, they're the fashionable, stylish, sustainable shoes and bags. Tell them everything, girl. Yeah, so here's the thing. They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. You are saving the earth and looking fantastic. You guys, you can also put them in the washing machine. You can go out for your busy day, wear your super stylish shoes, come home and throw them in the washing machine. They're so sustainable, I can't even stand it. And they have all of these different colors, these prints, these patterns, all of these different styles. You can get the rounded toe, you can get the pointy toe, you can get the bags, and you can get the masks now. And I want to just say, you guys, to date, they've transformed nearly 70 million bottles into beautiful shoes, handbags, and face masks. It's what I always say. You're supporting the planet, you're looking fabulous, and you can throw them in the washing machine. (laughs) And Rothy's come with free shipping and free returns on eligible items, so you can give these as gifts. Hello? We have been screaming about Rothy's for years. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash tco. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash T-C-O. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites and my always favorites. So head to rothys.com slash T-C-O today. Girl, Nutrafol is back. Your hair looks amazing. Tell us everything. I'm a shedder. I shed a lot. You see that purple hair all over the apartment. I know. (laughs) 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Take this supplement. You take it every day. And look, healthier hair growth takes time. It's not going to be overnight. But in about three to six months, you're going to get thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. And I have to say, not as much shedding. I'm here to tell you. Mike is very happy about that. You guys, in a clinical study, 80 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. And more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. Yeah, and you don't have to have an issue. You could just want healthier hair. You guys, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using the promo code TCO, and new customers will get 20% off. You guys, this is their best offer available anywhere. Plus free shipping on every order. So get 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U T-R-A-F-O-L dot com and the promo code is TCO. You're gorgeous anyway, no matter what, but like get the thicker, healthier, faster growing hair. Thank you. You can tell over the FaceTime, right? It looks good. (laughs) So after five years of marriage, Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner get divorced. Her career was really taking off and his was leveling out and he was young and that was scary. When you're married to one of the country's most beautiful women, There is a a lot to be jealous about. He didn't really know how to handle it. As her marriage suffers, Natalie makes some of the best films of her career. But by April 1962, the damage is done. RJ and Natalie were married for five years. Their marriage ended, and they really went their separate ways. 
Yeah, this was brand new territory for me. Oh, God, I'm so glad. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know this either. So, like, we'll go through this quickly. Basically, he goes to England and, like, marries a woman and has a kid. She stays in Hollywood, also marries a Brit. Has a kid. They uh, both, like, get married and have kids. Yeah. They have, like, separate lives and they just, like, go their own ways for quite some time. For, like, years at a time. And then, like, one day, they run into each other at a party. Just right out of the movies, they see each other from across the room. It's like West Side Story. Yeah. Everything slows down. Totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they just, like, they're back in business. They married other people. They bore children. They had done all these things pretty much with the wrong people. But they had both matured to the point where they kind of felt like, hey, you know what? Let's give normalcy a shot. A few months later, they are married for the second time on a yacht off the coast of Malibu. You know, her sister Lana like cried when she first married RJ and all this stuff. And her sister says, Natalie, why? Why are you doing this again? It didn't work the first time. Like, why are you going back to this person? And she said, because sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And I just have oof. I wrote, girl, don't put that on your Christmas card. <laughs> and also, like, how bad was their relationship? I feel like there's a lot that we're we're really skimming over here. Yes. The sobbing of the sister and asking her, why are you going back to this person? Like, how bad was it really? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So then, this was really heartbreaking to me. We find out that Natalie and Wagner, they have their own daughter named Courtney in 1974. And it just made me be like, oh, God, to, like, have lost her mother in 1981? Yeah. She was born in 74 oh, and her mom died in 81 yeah that kid was six years old yeah that really broke my heart yeah and so look natalie wood loves being a mom being a mother became the most important thing for her it just came so naturally and she adored being a mom that was the role she was really meant to play as natalie puts her career on the back burner her husband's star rises when he lands a leading role on a primetime network drama. This is why I'm like, Robert Wagner, shut up with the jealousy. Like, yeah. especially in Hollywood, careers ebb and flow. Yep. Like, especially sh- for men, you have a much longer career trajectory. Yeah, like, like your peak is when you're around this age. Right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So now Wagner is a big time TV star. He's on this show called Heart to Heart. Do you know that show? No. Me either. Heart to Heart apparently was a big deal. Right. So now we're like at the time of Natalie meeting Christopher Walken on the set of that sci-fi movie. Around 1981, she realized, you know what? I've done the mother thing, so I'm going to try and reignite my career. And that is when she was cast in the science fiction thriller Brainstorm, opposite of the fiercely talented actor Christopher Walken. Natalie's in the middle of shooting Brainstorm, and of course the production shut down for the Thanksgiving holiday. So Natalie invited Christopher Walken for a getaway that weekend on the Splendor. So we're basically back on the night of the of the of the disappearance. You can so, say murder. Yeah, the murder, the death, whatever. <laughs> so now, like after she dies, these rumors are going crazy about once again, like Natalie Wood and Christopher Walken were having an affair on the set of that sci-fi movie. Right. And so there are a couple theories here that we learned. So theory number one is that Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood were having an affair, and Robert Wagner was super mad, and they like get into a big fight on the boat. Right. And like Natalie Wood dies because of it. Yeah, she like storms into the stateroom, and then she has to like get away from the two men that are fighting over her so she gets in the not dinghy. Not wearing shoes on. Like, or enough. underwear, just in her long nightgown. Let's get in a boat. It's one. It's three in the morning. Everybody fell in love with Natalie, you know, when they worked with her. So, you know, they said there might have been an affair with him. I doubt it. Theory number two. You guys, get ready for theory this number two. This is your two. favorite thing. Oh this my is God. Your, the favorite thing you learned, I think. I could not believe this. Really? I, I, 
sounds like rumors with everyone. You knew this was coming. Yeah. The second theory was that RJ and Walken were having an affair and Natalie was furious. I literally have in my notes. I'm listening. I think she'd be super cool with that, number one. She didn't love Robert Wagner. Yeah, agreed. My only issue with this otherwise very sexy part was the way that dumb historian phrased it about the rumors about Robert Wagner. There were rumors about RJ playing for both teams if you get my drift. Yeah, we get your drift, asshole. Why do you have to say it like that? I have that, and I have the if you get my drift in caps. I knew it's we were going to get so it. Annoying. It's so it's annoying. It's like, why are you talking like that? It's so stupid. It's so diminishing because it's there's about a 99% chance that it's not true. So when you talk like that, it's diminishing to LGBT people. I agree. If you're curious about why I'm upset about it, that's why. Right, and I, I see that, and I raise you another quote that comes next from yeah. some guy. I don't even know his name. I didn't write it down. But we're talking about Henry Wilson, who is Robert Wagner's agent. Yes. And this, like, I don't know like publicists or or like other Hollywood historian whatever is like I think what probably fueled the rumors and speculations about Robert Wagner's sexuality came out of the fact that his own agent a guy named Henry Wilson the guy who also represented Rock Hudson Tab Hunter I mean this was a guy who launched the careers of several beefcake male movie stars who turned out to be gay in the end. You know, several beefcake male movie stars who turned out to be gay. So clearly his whole roster is gay. And I'm like, where are we? I know. It's unbelievable. Like, seriously, what was this made? I know. I know. That's a really good question. What's going on here? Because it is so, it's just very belittling. However, there is a reenactment where they float the theory that Natalie walked in on Chris and Robert Wagner in bed. And in the reenactment, we've got the Chris actor and the Robert actor in bed together. And it's kind of amazing. Just like, oh, it's all like shadowy. Totally. It's definitely afterglow. Like they're both like, they're like reading magazines and sipping coffee. I was like, how gay are you trying to make these people? I mean, I know. Beefcake male actors. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so at this point, Rasher, the detective, he does a second round of interviews with the three guys in the boat. He is focusing on the broken wine bottle in the salon. It is some circumstantial evidence to point to perhaps something bad happening. I really want to know about the broken wine bottle, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just drunk rich people making a mess. Yep. But I don't know, man. She has bruises all over her face. Like, I, I, I'm curious about the broken wine bottle. Raise your ass about that. And he's told, well, you know, it's it's from the rough waters that night. He accepted it. And he moved on. There's also the story of this big argument between Chris and Robert Wagner. Chris, my friend Chris Walken. I've been calling him Chris Walken the entire time. <laughs> Walken says that he and Robert had an argument. And it was over Natalie's career. That she's away from the family so much. But they're like, yeah, it was not a big deal. But what are they fighting about? Like, is Walken defending her? Like, what is his point of view? Exactly. Like, what is his stake in this fight about how Natalie Wood is being successful and working really hard? Exactly. Like, like, what does he care? Yeah. They weren't giving him anything to go on. So there wasn't much more Razor saw he could do. Less than two weeks after her death, Razor brings the Natalie Wood case to a close, officially pronouncing it an accident. And at the time, that was kind of the end of it. Until 1992. So here we are. It's 1992. It's 10 years after the death. Lana, Natalie's sister, is at home minding her own business. Yeah. And she gets a phone call from the captain of the boat. And this is how, like, because it's an ID thing, so we see, like, the commercial break. Yeah. And it's like, a key witness makes a phone call, and it changes everything. Yeah, yeah. You guys, it's Captain Dennis. The phone started ringing, and I picked it up, and it was Dennis. I was surprised because we didn't have any kind of a, a personal relationship. He sounded tormented. 
extremely upset, extremely emotional. Over the course of several nights, Dennis reveals heartbreaking new details about Natalie's final hours. These calls took place over the course of several nights? Yeah, and it's like, was she recording them? Was she taking, like, Asia McLean-style notes? Like, <laughs> right. what exactly is the deal Not a here? crease. Not a crease. You put that shit in a Ziploc bag under a, under a suitcase. Every time we say it, I get more and more suspicious of why there's not a crease in them, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hashtag free Adnan. Anyway, so here's what Captain Dennis says. He's like, look, there was a, quote, big-ass fight on the boat. Big-ass fight. That, the, the historian says that. Yeah, with the red hair and the yeah, glasses. Yeah. Davern said... This is what really happened. There was a big-ass argument on the boat. Christopher Walken was giving Natalie Wood a lot of undue attention. Oh, my God, you are so talented. And RJ's sitting back there looking at him like, what's going on here? And then RJ's like, look, either you guys are having an actual affair, like a physical affair and you're sleeping together, or you're having some emotional connection that I can't compete with. Regardless, I'm enraged. So I'll just keep <laughs> drinking until it all blows up into this massive fight. I want to break in here and say, I thought about this a number of times throughout this. We get a million times how fucking drunk they all were. Yeah. That makes sense to me that like this could be a thing where like the last thing they all remember is like this exploding into a fight where Wagner breaks a wine bottle and then nobody really knows what happened after that. Yeah, like he slams the wine bottle down and he's like, what's your game, walking? Like, you're trying to sleep with Natalie Wood? And yeah. Natalie's like, hey, so this is my stop. I'm out. You guys fight amongst yourselves. I'm going to bed, uh-huh. you dummies. Uh-huh. Good freaking night. So according to Dennis, the the boat pilot or whatever. Captain. The boat director. Call it captain. The boat choreographer. The bo- he- boat choreographer. <laughs> Not going to correct you, though. Definitely the choreographer. He Like, Natalie goes to the stateroom. Remember? Everybody agrees that at some point she went to the stateroom. According to Deverne, Walken immediately went to bed. And Wagner followed after his wife. Dennis said he heard a bad fight going on in the stateroom that Natalie and RJ shared. He said it sounded like furniture being thrown. He goes to check on them, knocks on the door. Robert Wagner opens the door like half an inch and is like, mind your own business. And Dennis yeah. is like, oh, okay, sorry. Please continue probably like domestically abusing your wife. Yes. 100%. Continue, please. Yep, yep, yep. So a little while later, I don't know. The timeline of this is so sketchy because it's yes. just like later. I'm like, how how much later? What yeah. is happening? You just sat there hearing furniture being thrown as did Christopher fucking walk in. This is not the last time Dennis really disappoints me in this story. Please. Yeah. So a little while later, Dennis goes on the deck and sees Robert Wagner just like stumbling and being hammered. And he's like, where's Natalie, girl? And RJ apparently goes, she's gone. Yeah. And Dennis goes, bitch, what? Like, what are you talking (laughs) about? And then RJ's like, yeah, I don't know. Somehow she ended up in the water. Don't ask me anything. I don't know anything. So Dennis, rather than jumping into the fucking water to get Natalie Wood, asks Wagner if he should do that. Should I go get her? He's like, can we help? And RJ, according to Captain Dennis, Robert... According to Lana... According to Dennis. Fair. According to this ID documentary, according to Lana, according to Dennis. Dennis, Wagner says, Leave her. Teach her a lesson. RJ was incredibly drunk and that he instantly went and got a bottle and they kept drinking. And Dennis would say, should we call, you know, the authorities? And RJ said, no. So then Dennis is like, okay, boss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Wagner, again, according to all these people, Goes to get yet another bottle of whatever. Uh-huh. The, the two of them, Captain Dennis and Robert Wagner, continue drinking. And every once in a while, Captain Dennis would be like, oh, can we call the cops now? 
<laughs> God, in 10 years, I'm really not going to be able to live with myself. Oh, can we please call the cops? And uh-huh. Wagner would be like, no, bitch. Not yet, girl. Not no. yet. Finally, at like 1.30 in the morning, Robert Wagner finally puts out the call that we heard about from the very beginning. I think Natalie Wood might be missing, but I don't know anything about it. To Lana, Deverne's account confirms a long-held suspicion. It was always my feeling in knowing Natalie that first of all, she didn't go out and try to get into a boat in a nightgown and step over water. Yeah, no earthly way would that happen. That's, that's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. And so in 2009 now, Captain Dennis co-authors this book, because he's not a writer, right. called <laughs> Goodbye Natalie, Goodbye Splendor. The he, years, by the way, have not been kind to Captain Dennis. We see him on a talk show and he does not look healthy. Guilt will do that to you. Yes. We say this all the time. Yep. So some morning news show anchor is just like, um, yeah, that's great. Why didn't you say anything sooner? Why not tell them everything in the beginning? Well, in the very beginning, we were just um, talked it over. Robert Wagner and myself that, hey, this is what happened and this is what we say. So you're saying that you and Robert had a discussion about what to say and that's what you said? Yes. And then we learn about this ear witness. Marilyn Wayne has told the Los Angeles Times that she was in a boat off Santa Catalina Island in the same cove where Natalie Wood drowned and late Sunday night heard someone in the water saying, help me. Somebody help me. So they would hear that. And then Marilyn Wayne says she heard men answer her saying things like, I'll keep your pants on. Yeah, we'll get you. Oh, just calm down. My thing is like the truth is somewhere in the middle of this. Like, I don't know. Unless like Walken and Wagner and Kathy Dennis conspire to murder her. Like, there's no way that one of them wouldn't have jumped into the fucking water. Like, do you really imagine Wagner being like, calm down. We'll be in in a minute. You know, I, I think there was a little bit of like, all right. Like, I think like there she goes being hysterical again. Look uh-huh. at her in the freezing cold water. Like, would you, do you want to live with her? Like, look, sound travels in water. He didn't have to be screaming it. Yeah. He could have just been saying it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 100%. Travel down the road back again. Girl, we have a new sponsor this week. Public Goods is sponsoring the show. Okay, so Public Goods is your one-stop shop for affordable, sustainable, healthy household products. They have home care, personal care, pantry staples, all in one place. And let me tell you, it just looks cool. So I have like the dish soap and the laundry detergent, and it's in this cool, beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. Uh The dispenser for the soap is clear, and then it just says Public Goods in black writing. Or like the hand sanitizer, that's in like a little white bottle, and it just says Public Goods in black. (laughs) It makes me feel very cool when I'm using my hand wipes. I'm sorry. I'm reading here, you get hand sanitizer your pet food and more. Yeah, like tree-free paper products. So they're all sustainable. It's all like clean, healthy, eco-friendly, innovative products. I'm obsessed. You guys, they use the membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. And best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. But you're going to come back. That's the thing. They always say that. And then it's like, yeah, but I love you. So I'm coming back. You guys, they worked out an exclusive deal just for True Crime Obsessed podcast listeners. So receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum to purchase. So they're so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're just giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose, you guys. Just go to publicgoods.com slash TCO or use code TCO at checkout. So that's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash TCO and you get $15 off your first order. It's a forward slash, you guys. It's a forward slash. Because we're looking forward, onward. (laughs) 
So now it's years and years later yet again, and Robert Wagner, in an authorized biography, acknowledges two things that are counter to what he originally said. Mm -hmm. Number one, yes, there was an argument. And number two, yes, he smashed the bottle. Right. And he was like, yeah, and it wasn't just from rough seas. Like, I I broke that bottle, absolutely. And he goes on. Larry King, girl. Hey, girl. She's been with us for quite some time. And weekly, it feels like. You guys, this normally we do ID stuff on the pates. And if if you're not following on the pates, listen, Larry King has an arc with us on the pates. Uh, Very much so. Yeah. And he goes on Larry King and Wagner's like. As far as we can tell, what happened was she slipped and hit the swim step and fell into the water. And we, we weren't aware of it. Where were you at the time? We were up above. This is down below, and we were up above on the, on the boat. And I was like, well, then what happened to the boat then? What happened right. to the dinghy? Right. What are you talking about? Yes. So then for two years, nothing happens, right? Yeah. So then in 2011, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is like, you know what? <laughs> Let's reopen this. I want to talk to her again. The reason they're reopening the case is because this Maryland woman who heard the screaming, they find her credible. And Captain Dennis, they also find him credible. Right. So they've done some legwork into their stories. And the cops are like, there's more here. And the thing is, like, 30 years later, oof, this is going to be tough because there was never a crime scene because there was always an accident so nothing was preserved the splendor has been sold three times over yeah so while they don't have a crime scene or anything like that they're like you know what we can do and i'm like la county when did you get good at this (laughs) we've covered you for months and you're terrible at every turn remember in bikram where they were like yeah we know he did all this crazy shit but we're not gonna take him to court bikram oj menendez we've been with them for months so what they're like you know what we can do though Let's get a new medical examiner. Yes. Let's see, like, you know, science has, of course, evolved and maybe some fresh eyes on this thing. Like, let's just compare the findings. Yeah. So the first guy calls it an accident, right? Thomas Noguchi said that the bruising on her body was superficial and was probably part and parcel of a fall. So the new guy's like, oh, that's not the case. Also, there are things that the, the medical examiner Noguchi found in the autopsy that he didn't write in his report. Right. Lots of stuff about bruises that didn't make it into the official report that this guy's seeing for the first time. And he's like, there's no way. It all of a sudden became clear to the new chief medical examiner that they couldn't quite explain how those markings and bruises came to be. So did RJ strike her? Did he hit her with the bottle? So this is a big deal, yeah. by the way. Yeah. In 2012, Natalie Wood's death certificate was changed. Right. And it's no longer an accidental death, but it's just as frustrating because it's drowning and undetermined causes. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, Robert Wagner like must know more. Walken must know more. We get Robert Wagner on Larry King. Again. Again. Larry King asks him for a comment and like he's like, girl, I've told you everything I know. I must ask you. They reopened the Natalie Wood thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have a comment on that? No, I never did. You wouldn't cooperate with the... Well, where... well I had already had cooperated with him. There wasn't anything left to say, Larry. You know, when, when that accident happened, there were so many people on top of that. You know, at the time, you, you can't believe it. First of all, Larry King, sweetheart, calls it the Natalie Wood thing. I know. Which I don't like at all. And he's like, can you comment on it? And Wagner's like, no, I've never commented on it. I was like, bitch, I just saw footage of you on Larry King commenting on it. You wrote a book. <laughs> of 
course you, like, the right. guy just can't stop lying. Yeah. So it ends with us learning that as, like, recently as 2018, detectives have found at least one new witness who saw two people on the rear deck of the Splendor the night that she went missing, which corroborates the captain's story. Right. Of being like, let's just teach her a lesson. And then there's yet another witness who heard things, and the cops are like, all of these people are credible. Yeah. Which leads to the conclusion, guess what? Robert Wagner is officially a person of interest. They make Robert Wagner a person of interest. He is currently a person of interest. And they say that the cops, quote, really want to ask him questions. I'm like, then ask him. Uh Uh-huh. Ask him a question. I wish there was a law that let like, (laughs) ask him the questions. Don't just have it this open-ended thing where they really would love to if if his schedule would just work. He's not working. It's just so ridiculous where, like, this fame, this, like, has-been. I know. Still has this weird power and, like, we'll never truly know what happened to Natalie Wood. It's really frustrating and it, like, the the thing is we always say, like, don't end on forgiveness. That makes me crazy. But Lana, the sister, like, she, like, she gets really real in, like, the last minute of this. Yeah. Where she's like, I know that Robert Wagner was responsible for her death. I'm not angry with him. I don't hate. Because I won't hate for me. I refuse. It's just very sad. I know what happened. And it isn't that it matters or doesn't matter. It just is. It is you choose to move on. And I know in my heart and my soul what happened. I love my sister. And I don't know if it's necessarily forgiveness, but it's just like, what are you going to do? Right. Oh, God. Isn't that awful? It's horrible. What are you going to do? Like, you can either have a couple margs and move on. (laughs) Or you can, like, stew about Robert Wagner. And I'm like, Lana, you have the margs. I'll scream about Robert Wagner. I got your back, sweetheart. Don't you worry about it. Robert, what happened? You know. listening to our coverage of uh, what's it called? Natalie Wood. Yeah, Natalie Wood, American Murder Mist. American Murder Mystery. I, you know, my mystery is Chris Walken, I have a bone I, to pick with you. You know some shit. I need to know what you know. I don't you like know. I don't like that you're not really talking about it. Robert Wagner, enough. I agree. I still love my joke about those three boozers like in the little like dinghy going back from the restaurant to the boat and they were just hammered like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> and it's like Natalie Wood. I can't Everyone, stay off the water. Stay inside always, pandemic or not. Stay inside. That's really the message. You guys, happy Thanksgiving on Thursday. I said it at the top. I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much for making this my job and her job. And we love you. We're grateful for your ears. We're grateful for every time you tell somebody about us. I know. And we love you so much. Uh, We love you. Have a great time. Just in life, I want to say. I feel yeah. like we're really we're really making it specific to this week, but just across the board, in case it's not clear, we love you, <laughs> we're grateful, we're thankful, which are two, they're kind of the same, but they're a little different. And, yeah. you know, just wishing you all the best. Girl, what are we doing next? Do you know? I do. It is Missing 411. So, you guys, if you don't know about this, know about this. This is all about people who go missing in state parks. Like, it is, this is, like, scares the living hell out of me because it's like you're walking on a trail and your kid is, like, one foot behind you and you turn around and they are gone. Just gone. It's like extended spooky season is what you're saying? It's just, like, this mystery of what happens to these people? Yeah, these, like, kids that go missing in the state parks, it is bananas and it's really tragic and but it's also really interesting and it's it's really really I can't wait to talk about it with you yeah I'll go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole with you happily (laughs) I'll drive that car all the way down it full speed ahead all right you guys stay tuned for the outtakes for this and then the trailer for that and happy thanksgiving 
thing. Happy, happy. You can go ahead and put up your Christmas tree with my blessings if you celebrate. If you haven't already. Right. <laughs> Get some garland out there with some lights in it. Come on. <laughs> it's Christmas vacation. Christmas time is here. It's also winter. It's so dark outside so early. I'm I, so happy. You are a monster person. <laughs> According to state police, there are 41 missing children. At least they have an idea of where he was last seen. Follows them for a point, but then turns around and goes back. There's no clothing, there's no blood, there's nothing there. It's any sense to this case whatsoever. It's something. I called every name I could and I listened. I wanted the media to be on my son, not on me. Why are they acting this way? Are they concealing something? Doesn't matter who thinks you're a murderer, we need to find your son. And here was this little toddler with absolutely no clothes on at all. Across my desk, that's an exact match for what we've talked about. We're talking about a worldwide collective of information. Everybody wants an answer. Hopefully someday we'll come up with it. There's just too many questions that don't have answers. She was a once-in-a-generation talent. Gay gasp. <gasps> that red cocktail dress in the last one was just like, Beth, wh who dressed you today, Someone girl? was like... You picked the wrong gay for this wardrobe. Yeah. So we meet the harbor master, a guy named Doug Odin. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't think so. Is this guy fucking serious with this mustache? Oh, yeah, super serious. <laughs> That's like that very beach like We get it, you work on a boat. It's ridiculous. like the bottom of one of those push brooms. Like, it's so... It's like that, like, perfect. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the dinghy. The dinghy. And I just have in parentheses, I'm sorry, what? I know. And I don't know why I'm insisting on pronouncing the G so hard. I don't know either. <laughs> As a soft G myself, it's making me very uncomfortable. I just have this what? image of your mom putting you to bed at night, like when you were three. <laughs> Robert Wagner and Chris Walken killed they that killed They killed that woman. She never would have been on that boat. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not an expert on Natalie Wood. I just, you know, <laughs> can name two movies she was in. I've just been groomed to know that Christopher Walken killed her since I was three. She never would have been on that boat willingly. She hated water. Did Beth Karras, the one that was way overdressed for the last one but looks fine for this one. Yeah, yeah. She tells us, that, like, we get this so much. She's like, you guys, it was supposed to be a relaxing weekend for everybody. They spent a lot of time drinking. And she says it with a... She Excuse says, me. <laughs> Beth Karras, we barely said anything about how overdressed you were for the last interview. We said it 15 times, regardless. <laughs> Whoa, walk, I'm a walk. This is is that walk. him on the boat? I just see, like, it just sounds like you're making... I wish I could, I was trying to do a walking impression. Look, I'm not going on a boat drunk. What are uh -huh. you, nuts? I know. I know better. I stay at the end of the bar. Or in the booth, ideally, where I belong. <laughs> 